Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Carbon Life Pods. Conversations with the creative, successful, inspired outliers, which I hope will encourage you to listen to your heart and follow your dreams. We're here for a good time, not a long time, so let's make the most of our lives on Earth. We owe it to not just ourselves, but also to those who don't have the opportunity, whether it's through corrupt institutions, regimes or governments. I'm doing my part to fix the world by fixing the money. You can too at coincorner.com, the place to buy Bitcoin in the UK for as little as £10. Use referral link coincorner.com slash social slash coach carbon and receive free Bitcoin when you spend £100. I hope you enjoy this episode and remember, spice up your life. Good morning, young man. How you doing? You good? Oh, mate, all the better for knowing you. My, my number one producer, production director, <laughs> filmmaker, Netflixer, Hollywooder. Have you been sharing a, sharing a shit out of it? I've just started, yeah. I actually, I actually, do you know what? The sound quality is unbelievable. I, I can't actually believe it's me. I'm like, that sounds so good. We'll start now. We'll keep this bit in because I've, I've got a confession to make. Well, not a confession. You know, saying all the gear, no idea. All the gear, no idea. Yeah, so, so last week I was messing around with a mic, weren't I? I've, had that, yeah. I've, done, about, I've done about three recordings since. I only yeah. found out today I was using it wrong. Yeah, you're joking, it still came out that good. But the thing is, I was doing tests thinking, does that sound better? Does that sound better? I did it today and I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> but today it should be good because I listened to it. It looked sounded like I was like in a swimming pool, whereas hopefully now it doesn't. I love your whole thing though. It does look cool on all, all the productions afterwards. And then the on-air bit is brilliant. It's a really good job, actually. Because I, I I look a bit um podcast one zero. No, <laughs> no, like... no, it's all good. It's all good. I had a, just had a quick look before we started. We're on um four listens. So that's me, you, your wife, and my wife. So not not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early days. It's only been out four and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give it time to drop, mate. We've got to do the transmedia as well. Right, where are my bloody headphones gone? I need my bloody headphones, sir. How's your, how's your week been? Yeah, really good, mate. Obviously, we closed off on Nietzsche, so they paid the first invoice, saw that drop had a bit of hassle with the style and accounts, but got them set up in the end. Oh, we're, we're live, you know. We're live. You happy with that? Are we? <laughs> You're joking. I said we're starting yeah. now, because I said about the microphone. I, I, I need my headphones, sorry. My bad. <laughs> this will be part of your lesson anyway, but you're yeah. going to produce this one, so this is going to be part of your learning curve, your editing curve. Oh, brilliant. Much appreciated. Right, where's my stand? Where's my stand? This just shows yeah, the, re- you know, the, reality of, huh? the reality of two bad Ds, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? I was, um, I was rushing back. I've just been at my daughter's school doing some filming for their Christmas play. Yeah. That went on for about hour and a half malfunction halfway through the app i was using stopped working so i had to use one of the teacher's phones so now yeah. she she sent me the videos by whatsapp i've now got to download those and start editing them so that'll be fun it's all go mate it's all go it's all yeah. go it's all go right so um yeah no, but, um, go yeah very positive my friend good good yeah, it's well, it's spreading, the, spreading the good word of uh, <laughs> Self-improvement and development. Get people addicted to stuff they've never done before. <laughs> What's that sign behind you? Let's... What's that one? I see you upgraded. Oh. Right? Let's stay home. Work from home. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Hold on, let me my headset on one second. 
Well, whilst I'm sorting that out, I'm, I'll make yeah. a start because um, we said about last week bringing a topic that um, the other person didn't know about. So I had right. one in mind. I had one in mind. Um, I might sound a bit of an idiot when I'm talking about it, but it's something that I think I know a little bit about or would like to, like to people to, to, to discuss. But coincidentally, I've just I was just on Twitter and the theme came up in a, in a, in a thread. Now, you might argue yeah. that I'm always on Twitter, so it's bound to come up, but literally like a minute before I joined the call. So my, my topic was going to be, are we pro or anti-slavery? Are we pro or anti-slavery? Yeah. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> answer answer it any, in any which way you, you, you like. And we're probably, we're probably going to come from slightly a slightly a slightly more biased angle. <laughs> or maybe I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> now, I would have said, obviously, growing up, no, I'm anti-slavery. Um, I think the way we live our lives as a, as a society, we are pro-slavery. We, we, we relish in it. We love it. We thrive. Because there's always someone beneath us getting the shit end of the stick. And they have no no um, vehicle or avenue out of that situation. And we just feed off of them. And it's happening to us. So they say shit travels downhill. Don't travel uphill. It travels downhill. Yeah. You can say that again. You can say that again. All the ills in society could easily easily be eradicated. I think we spoke about it last time, but yeah. The world doesn't need to be the way it is. There's enough land. There's enough food. There's enough energy for everyone. Yeah, we have people living in squalor, even in our own country, let alone developing countries. And um, yeah, so we 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 uh, champion that slavery's abolished or has been abolished for however many years. I did a thread the other day about Shafley's Bank, which I'll, I'll move on to, which is why I wanted to go onto this topic. Um, yeah. yeah. We, we abolished slavery, but it just came under a different, different guise, which we know as, as the money, the debt-based money system. But the thread, the, the, the tweet I just saw, sorry, it's a quote. Um, it says actually from a Bitcoin Bible group. It says, when our money is stolen, our labor is stolen. When our labor is stolen, our time is stolen. And when our time is stolen, our life is stolen. The stealing of life is what we call slavery. Mm-hmm. So the, the mantra that I live by, fix the money, fix the world, it is literally that. The money that is, is so, that, that is so interesting. So I popped on YouTube last night and this video's come up. I don't know why and where from, but it said the, meta, the metaverse, the metaverse, the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. So I've clicked on it. And it looks like the coolest African preacher you've ever seen. Um, he's got a, a, an oversubscribed room of listeners. He seems to have come from a very biblical place. But you talked about time, taking away your life, becoming a slave. He talked about um, things taking our attention. He said, to you, so, so start with the books, the newspaper. You might pick that up for 10% of your day and read a part of the book. Or, or read the newspaper to see what's happening in the world based on <clears throat> the media. He said, then on from that became TV, which took 30% of your time and so on and so, on and so forth. He went through the different stages until he got to the mobile phone where he said, now the TV's on your mobile phone. Now it takes 90% of your time. He said, on average, we touch the phone 2,400 times a day. 
we can't even go out for a social event now without holding our phones or looking at our phones at some That's point. That's more than we touch our partner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one. Let it hang. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I thought that was a great way of sort of explaining what you just described. Mm. Um, well, we, ha- we haven't seen it coming, but it, it's so true. No. So it, many go- people... it goes back to play- Ready Player One, the film where I first, when the, the metaverse was um, announced, I went straight to Ready Player One thinking that is what that is what it will be. And in Ready Player One, the people, the lowest in society that have rubbish lives live in the metaverse because it's better. It's better than yeah. their own reality. So there are those that won't go in the metaverse because they live luxury lives. They have their yes. outdoor space. They have the nice houses, beachfronts and whatnot. Yeah. But there are people that will never, ever be able to get that, but they can get yeah. it in the metaverse. So they live there. That's kind of freaky, right? Mm. Um, and, 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 and that, that's, that, that's the piece of the jigsaw puzzle. I can't, I can't see just yet, but I'm eager to find out, you know, what the outcome of that is. I, I remember all the other stuff that's happened before, you know, I remember in the eighties, nineties, you know, computers are going to advance, take over the world and, you know, computers are going to run the world and fear, 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 fear. Um, there's an element of fear to this because it's the unknown, isn't it? And, and yeah. to us, it's not normal to think that someone can live in a digital space in, in a virtual reality. But there, there will be benefits, which is the point I was going to make on the slavery bit. So prime example, um, people's worth, their time, their value. If I do a job as a, well, as a former construction worker or as a coach now, I can, um, what's the word? Not determine. What's the word I'm thinking of? Demand, sorry, a certain mm. cost for that. And there'll be others that are more experienced that can demand more, others are less experienced or would demand less. But it's the, the market will decide what's your worth. Um, and you decide how much you, you, you take. But people in, say, keep going back to developing countries or other places in the world who may have a better skill set than me, their economy, because of their money system, they can't demand what I demand, but they could be 10 times better. Yeah. So when we say um, fix the money, fix the world with Bitcoin, we are on one global currency so although the free market will decide a prime example is somebody told me a graphic designer in nigeria can do a piece of work send it to somebody electronically but demand the rightful value of that work wow in in bitcoin and not saying obviously they might have a reduced rate because they don't need as much money to to live in their economy but they can arguably say well actually that piece of work someone else did was worth so many satoshis parts of bitcoin yeah my work is of equal value pay me that and at, at that point sorry the person paying might not even know the person lives in nigeria but you know, they're brought into a worldwide a global economy and it's yeah. a level playing field so then you ask the question if that is the case where do people choose to live wherever they want but that's oh, the oh no, i'm sorry apologies so where you're treated best which is what yeah. we're seeing now with el salvador and the bitcoin city um the tax exemptions they're bringing in, um, no capital gains tax, no inheritance tax, only pay VAT tax, VAT, sorry. So yeah, people will flock there because they'll be treated well there. So you're gonna, you're gonna get the, the wealth, you're gonna get the brains, you're gonna get the talent. It's funny because I, I, after our last meeting, I finally managed to get around to um, researching Bitcoin <clears throat> Miami, which happened back in May this year, was it? Um, May, uh, May, April, well, April. Yeah. It's going to be April 2022. 
Got my yeah. tickets. Yeah. Oh, you going? Yeah. Well, depending on obviously if we can get entry. But I got the tickets early doors. Brilliant idea. Um, yeah, there was that uh, guy Mauler. Jack Mallers. Jack Mallers. Um, oh, it's Mallers, not Mallers. Yeah. Or oh, they, they in the news. One one news um, caster or news broadcaster called him Ballers. So there's a play on words. They call him Jack Ballers, but his name's Jack Mallers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mallers, yeah. So I went and watched his, his speech again. It was just as fantastic as the first time I watched it. So emotional. I called Jaden to, to watch it. And he looked at me and said, I've never seen you so like excited and emotional, Dad. But I said, I didn't think I would feel that way. But his passion and what he's trying to achieve. And again, it's not for the betterment of him. It's, betterment, it's the betterment of the people of El Salvador and then the yeah. betterment of the world. Yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not driven by financial gain. No, no. No, I mean, and that's what that's what bit, happens when when you don't have a corrupt money or a corrupt system. You don't have misalignment. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you've got um, that remittance service, which would attract yeah. millions of customers, which somehow, some way, is going to is going to develop part of an ecosystem because the company owns is Strike or in in yeah. Strike, yeah, yeah, and Strike is is a point of sale machine, is it? Put um. On. It's a, I'm going to get this right. It's not a point and sale machine, but they facilitate transactions over the, the Lightning Network. So the Lightning Network on top of Bitcoin, but in all currencies. So if you're in New York, you can transfer money to me in USD and I'm receiving British pounds instantaneously, yeah. but it's done over the Lightning Network. So there's no um, exchange. Oh, um, wow. Wow, and that's how he's built the remittance out. Yeah, so I was planning on because um, he did he did leave his email address at the end of the presentation, which I thought was amazing. Oh, he mate, said, I've, I've spammed him email, Instagram, Twitter. No response. Oh, he's a busy guy. He's international, but I'm just I'm putting it out there again in the universe. As I said to him again, if he said the line, I will die on this hill, and it might sound a bit dramatic, but I believe in it, and I say it too. Like this, you've got to pick battles in life. That are worth fighting for, and I believe this is worth fighting for. So, whatever I message, what I message, they say, Jack, willing to die on this hill with you, brother, because yeah. it is. It's, oh, as I said on other podcasts, I see it as my purpose in life to do what I'm doing, as in help educate. But for what I believe and understand that it can achieve, it's like, why would I not do this? And I think this is the yeah, best yeah. vehicle. And people in the space say it may not work, but it's our best chance. It's interesting they say um, it may not work because I, I I feel very different to that. I think <laughs> I think the I think the powers that be are already on the agenda to make it work. It's just a process, a, a time, hmm. and 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 we go back to that flip again. You know, when when is the time right? Now they're saying that um, I saw saw something the other weekend that inflation is now up at seven percent. Oh, I yeah. don't know how official, official thought, that is. It, was, it didn't exist and it was transitory, wasn't it? And now it's now it's here to stay. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and if it's seven percent, it's, re- it's really at least. Um, well, they said over, over ten years. Over ten years, that hundred pounds will be the equivalent to fifty-seven quid. Yeah. Um, and we said this last week. You know, ten years in crypto. <clears throat> I can't imagine what that hundred pound will be worth. You better get on that hamster um, wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. it's just explore. Um, Gary V said it this morning. Uh, Gary V's, for those who don't know him, is quite a well-known sort of crypto NFT guy. Um, oh, no, he, he was he was a motivational speaker. Yeah. Got and into the NFT crypto space. Um, 
I actually got a funny story. I, I just had it quickly. He was on one of the podcasts I listened to. Um, mm-hmm. and I have an early doors when I was in the space. What Bitcoin did again with Peter McCormack. And he was, there was three people on Peter McCormack, Breedlove, and Gary V. But he just, and I've seen it since in other interviews, just like took over the interview. But like yeah. some, someone's talking and, and he'll dive in. So I tweeted at the end um, of the show, thinking, saying, I really enjoyed it, but it would be nice if Robert Breedlove could have answered some questions, but then other people yeah. had answered. Gary V only responded to my comment, didn't he? <laughs> saying? Oh, some BS about, oh, didn't mean to do that. I just really, when I'm really passionate about something, I was thinking, no, you don't listen. That's what your problem is. Yeah. And then yeah. a month later, so you just got understanding what Bitcoin is. And a month later, he's producing NFTs to his um, events. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't rate you. I understand what your purpose in life is to help motivate people, but... The way he got in, the way he then tried to promote stuff, is like, yeah, you seem a bit scammy to me. I may, I may be wrong, but... Yeah. Well, they, they re, I mean, obviously, everybody wants to see opportunity and, you know, you're a motivational speaker one minute, you're, mm. you're an NFT uh, production yeah. guy the because, next. Sorry, so. I, only, I only say that. I'm doing my Gary now button in. But um, I only say that because yeah. the, the NFTs he was, he was producing, he produced like 100 characters in it must have been a short space of time. And they shit. <laughs> Yep, that's the um, NFT generator, um, which you can literally produce 10,000 items in, yeah, in some, a split second. But some NFTs are very good pieces of art. Yeah. But he, these were shit, and he was selling them at a premium to come to an event. Well, like, at least... So how, how, come, how come he's made so much money if it's true? Because he's Gary Vee. It's, again, it's a community buying into it. That's brilliant. But it's me and you, you did for- that. It's like Robert Kiyosaki with... Um, I think just before you got into Bitcoin, he was speaking to, yeah. oh, I, was it, I don't think it was Samsung Mao, but he said, why don't I just create Kiyosaki coin? He said, yeah, you can do it. But who's yeah. going to buy it? <laughs> you, need, you need the community. You need the network effect. It's funny. That's what we're working on at the moment. So we've got what's called a transmedia department. And uh, it's interesting seeing how now these promoters are using Twitter, Insta, and a Discord. To, uh, to to generate a, a community to kickstart their drops. So I'm, I'm getting a bit of feedback from, I think, from your mic. Is it rubbing on something? No, it might be in my hand, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole, that whole transmedia space of, of marketing and promoting, you've got, you've got some great people out there, have got some brilliant projects, but they're very good at communicating. And this whole process is about adoption, getting people to understand something where it's going. Very similar to what you're doing, you know, you're using a platform that everyone's very comfortable with and then implementing your teachings, your learnings, everything that you've done so far to give them a platform to, to learn about something in, in, in what they'd see as a safe, normal environment. Hmm. And, and a, lot, a lot of these organisations, I think, are missing that point. They're just saying, make money quick, make money <laughs> quick. And, and it's like, well, it's a bit more than that. If you look a bit yeah. deeper... And you are, I'm starting to see a difference between those ones who get it and want to take you on a journey to the metaverse and those just see NFTs as an opportunity to sell something and make some money. Yeah. Um, interesting comment from Alex Becker on the weekend where he was talking about their Neo stuff. And uh, he'd made a comment about someone to say, look, you know, not too sure if you've got this right, sir, but these NFTs are the, are the start of something and, and on a journey to something not the finale mm. um i'm seeing that a lot out there at the moment well, we said that various... last we said that last week i think didn't we about could have done yeah yeah about yeah artwork it may not work without work but we're, tr- we're trying it 
So NFTs could be, be could lead on to something that we not we haven't even thought about yet. Yeah, well, ultimately, it's to the metaverse. Like, mm. This is the this is you buying your membership and your ticket to the to the future. Um, and events are a, a big thing on that concierge type events type services. There's just so many different um, applications of of, of, of this yeah. um, in the world. It's just you can literally speak to any industry, and 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 everyone will have a need of some type. It's just but, identifying what, what that is. And obviously, at the moment, people are looking at lower hanging fruits like sports and leagues and that sort of thing. That's that's a no brainer. Again, go on. I was going to say, there's just a lot more under the surface if you start to stop yeah. and think and, and look at how this new technology could apply to all types of industries. Well, yeah, I was going to say, ultimately, the, the free market will decide. Yes, there will mm. be some, there'll be some mini- manipulation, but if somebody wants to sell something for $50 million and no one buys it, it's not worth that. <laughs> no, no. But you, you, you start the conversation, obviously, around um, for or against um, yeah. the whole slavery uh, system. And that we are still in it. I totally agree with that. And there's various different um, methods around the world that are being used to to maintain that. Mm. Um, what what sparked off that that conversation or that thought process with you? Is it something you watched or? No, no. I'm going to go to that story actually with with Shafley's bank. Um, I'm, I started. I'm starting to speak a bit more openly about it now because there was a period where I, it was unresolved. But ultimately, I was unbanked by Shafley's. Um, for a long period, um, an inhumane period, I would say. And the system showed that they didn't give a F about the individual. Um, there were pro- the processes they have in place were out, uh, outdated. It was a, the, le- the financial leg- legacy system is like a dinosaur. They, they're not going to last very long. They need, they need to sort themselves out. Uh, but I think it's, it's built that way, conditioned that way to kill our morale. So there was, I'll briefly explain what happened. Um, obviously, as my new... Um, lifestyle. I'm in the crypto space or Bitcoin space. Went to make a transaction, which I've done before, possibly a little bit more than what I normally do. But there was a dip in the market. Done my due diligence, done my research, confidence in my conviction. Transaction was held. Fair enough. I under- this, this is the bit. I understand why procedures are in place, but how they how I was treated was just yeah awful. So anyway, within the space of 24 hours, my account was unlocked and blocked three times. Because every time it was unlocked, I then get a text to say it's locked, and it resulted in me visit, visiting branch with ID, passport, and st- driver license, um, phone calls with the four team, and then ultimately it was locked for fourteen days. So left it for fourteen days, went back to branch. Oh no, still looking into it. I won't give you the whole spiel, but it ended up lasting two months. And in those two months, like hours I've spent on the phone, hours in branch, different departments, and I actually learned a lot. Um, I learned, I actually know more than Barclays staff. There were times I was in Barclays branch in the manager's chair on the phone. And I'd, I, I did a tweet once to say I'm, I work in Barclays now. And actually people, I would call them normies or no coiners, actually congratulating me on the new Barclays job. And I said I was in the role, I was in the department of liaison with the customer care team or not. But I was literally liaison with different teams and departments and telling them information because they ain't got a clue. And there was no, there was no streamlined way to pass information through. It was just... Yeah. An absolutely horrible experience, but I'm glad I went through it. And I'm also glad that it was me and not, say, a family member who I've advised to maybe purchase Bitcoin or a friend. Um, so what I found, obviously, with my time freedom, I was able to pursue it. If you have a full-time job, 
and you haven't got the knowledge that I had that I've learned from the Bitcoin space, you wouldn't have survived this mentally. And I will say this out loud <laughs> for record. It only got resolved when I resorted to drastic measures. And I didn't resort to drastic measures. I implied that I would take drastic measures and it was resolved within 10 minutes. And it was oh, like, you guys, you guys are absolutely taking the mic. You, they were literally the masters and I was a slave begging them to release my money. Yeah, dope but they had no, They had no um, reason, actually. They, have, they told me, they closed my account. We don't have to give you a reason. So, sorry, after closing the account, they held the funds because they were investigating it. And this is a joke. They investigated it because the fraud team raised a complaint on my behalf because of the way I was dealt with. But once they invest start an investigation, they can't release any funds until the investigation is complete. The investigation couldn't get started because they couldn't refer the investigation to a case handler because they're inundated with work. I'm like, <laughs> it's just the whole system, mate. It was just Don't. a shambles, <clears throat> a shambles. So um, my advice, I don't know if I, will I get in trouble for this? I don't know if anyone's listening. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just be um, resilient. Just let them know that you will go to the ends of the earth to fight them. And whether it's £10 or £100, just fight them because they can't get away with this. They can't. Not, if, not for everyone. And also the other thing I found out is that they haven't got any money. We know, we know they haven't got any money. Um, one day I was advised to go to the branch and withdraw my money by someone on the phone. When I got to the branch, they said, no, we can't do that. We're not authorised to do that. They've got, branch have got no authorization. They, it's like computer says no. They click a button, whatever the computer tells them to do, they can do. So they, they said, oh no, we can't do that. And the, the woman took me to the side and said, um, I don't know why they told you to come here anyway, because we don't hold that much here. And I've already said it wasn't that much money. Yeah. But for a major black bank and a major branch in the city to not have that much money is like, you guys are effed. You guys, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's the guy, what's it called? Um, what's it called? You know, Dorothy, Deliberate Road. What's that film called? Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. With all the cog yeah. behind the thing. Don't look at the man behind the, um, behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors, mate. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Uh, charlatans, all of them. So, so I look back beyond that and think, right, okay, that, that must have come from the credit crunch where, the, where someone's taken over the control of the retail banks because that whole credit score thing. Fake, know, that, the, and all, the, that's fake as well. When I found oh, again, well, you, you do more research and thinking, what all these systems that we live by and abide by, like they're put in place to control us. Yeah. Well, if you, we've obviously gone forward now from that 10, 12 years. You go back, you can start to see the strategy rolling out now. You know, now you look back, you see these things. You thought they were there for a reason. They, they always had an excuse, didn't they? We had the credit crunch. Absolute debacle of the financial system. And what came off the back of that? You know, the, 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 the challenges. To, to, we'd just been through a 10-year process where it was total deregulation. And you could literally get a credit card and, 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 and have 25 grand on it. I had friends who were buying houses with credit cards because mm. the market was so, so deregulated. And then we have that for 10 years and then credit crunch happens. And all of a sudden for the last 10 years, it's literally mission, mission impossible um, to, to loan any sizable amount of money yeah. based on your situation because you, your credit score is not up to scratch. Mm. And now no, no one even talks about credit scores. The challenger banks come out, you, you, you send them your driving license, you take a picture on your phone and hey presto, a debit card through the post in 48 hours and you've got a, a bank account. I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. But it's funny though, because you could um yeah, you can get credit, you can put all your your, your wages into a fruit machine, 
You can go and gamble all you want. You can go to a roulette uh, casino and put it on roulette, but you make a transaction that they don't like, they flag it and stop it straight away. So, so if you are dealing with um, crypto exchanges, specifically sell Bitcoin, mm. are you now using challenger banks? Because they seem to have a much better relationship with these. What, what do you mean by challenger banks? So? Like, like a Monza or oh, yeah. Starling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tide. Yeah, well, they're not called remote, but you know, they're not having got a fixed location. That's all. Yeah. Did you call them a, a remote bank? Um, yeah, well, digital bank. Yeah, you know? sorry, yeah, that's People... probably best. Sorry, digital, digital bank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, the ease of use, I mean, they're using all, all states of technology. I'm sure loads of people have got have got it down and using it. And sorry, just it, on that, on that though. Yeah. Consensus. So obviously, I went to a crypto event last week and I'm in a few chats. There is no rhyme or reason. So I say Sharkley's a shit. Someone will say other banks are shit. But every single bank has been been referred to as good for them, good for someone. But they say in banks, someone said, nah, they're awful. Every single one. So you mentioned Monzo. I, any bank you name, I've been told by someone that's good and someone else is shit. Yeah. It just means, again, there's no, there's no system in play. There's no, um, what's the word? Methodology, not method. What's, whenever things are going all right, way, listen to know what I'm talking about. It will come to me. Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've experienced all those things. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> I bought an electric car two years ago, um, just to try, <laughs> just to, just to try it out, right? Yeah, this is about being authentic, it's all coming out, we're not holding back at all. Um, and and you experience, you know, what it was like to to, to have a friend with an electric car. Yeah. That, and, uh, never never again. <laughs> well, you, you say that it's, it's a skill you have to develop over time. Oh, and, and, I've now, yeah. and I've I've now mastered it after driving the car for about eighteen months, two years, <laughs> where I don't get I don't get those glitches anymore, um, because yeah, you just you just you found a system that works. But yeah, it's all those people that are being asked to convert to uh, electric away from petrol. Great idea, uh, fantastic cars, real fun to, to run around in, uh, free to get into London, uh, free to park when charging, so there's a lot of plus factors to it. Um, just don't go to Peterborough. Just don't go to Peterborough, yeah. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, though, the infrastructure. You know, so, someone's come up with a great idea. Uh, people have jumped on the bandwagon and thought, great, I'm going to build an electric charging network and get rich off the back of it. And unfortunately, I think people, owners, operators, have found that it's actually not that easy. Um, because the adoption is not that big at the moment and maybe your machines will lie dormant for a considerable amount of time. So how are you going to fund that? And so because of that, there's a lack of investment in the network. And so I'd say 75% of the time, when you get to a charging point, it doesn't work. So putting that in normal terms, imagine you're on a motorway, but you don't know when you stop at the service station whether there's actually going to be petrol in the pump. What, why, why did you say imagine? Right, yeah, based on what the other day, yeah. We're at a petrol station. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so true. But yeah, imagine at that time when uh, when there was that, uh, obviously news about a lack of petrol in the system. Um, Driving an electric car when you don't know how to operate can be like that. You can start on a journey, work out where you're going to stay to get the extra bit of charge to get you to where you're going. Um, But be prepared that, 75% 75% of the time, that machine's probably not going to be working. I suppose it goes back to like the nomadic lifestyle we used to live when people used to travel from village to village, not knowing 
how how they would get to the other village, how long it would take. Yeah. If they had enough food for the journey. It's like, yeah, it was like every day's every day's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know the way you could end up. But um yeah, so that's another another great experience of the of of, of the twenty first century. But no, I'd, I'd I'd say to everybody, give it a try. They're, they're fun. They're real fun. And the fourth moment to go to a petrol station every couple of days is a is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, so um, I keep on going back to the, the slavery question that you started to be in the conversation, and you talked about what was the name of the bank you just mentioned? Oh, Sharfley's Bank. Sharfley's Bank. Yeah. Uh, so going forward then, because there is this belief that in, in the crypto space, everyone, everyone will be equal. There's a big drive for equality and inclusion as we see in our lives on a daily basis. Do you believe that, that, that a Bitcoin and, and what's coming down the line in the digital world is going, to, is going to help that? Or do you think it's a bit of a facade to make people believe in something that's not there? Before I answer that, I need to go back to Shafley's Bank because the reason why I asked, so I said about the slavery question, they were the masters, I was a slave effectively. But then obviously I knew history, not from school, but obviously doing not my own research, but listening and reading to stuff since then. But Barclays were obviously oh, Barclays, I named them. <laughs> well, I get done for that. Sharfleys were big in the um slave game and they received lots of money from the government when it was abolished as reparations, or whatever you call it. And they we only as as a, as a society, as UK citizens, only recently stopped paying reparations to them for the slaves they lost in the last 10 years so i did a tweet i was uh, the whole process i had a long tweet thread i was going to do because i wanted to let the world know but then when it came to it when it was finally settled after i um implied that drastic measures would be taken i i thought actually no they didn't they they can't take any more of my time my time again i value it it's precious to me so well, i just did one tweet and just said if bitcoin is anti-slavery money does that make Shafley's bank slavery money? And yeah. I gave evidence. I gave like images and links to where you could see their role in the slave trade, them receiving money from UK citizens as reparations and the way they treated me. So ultimately, they are slave owners. And you can't tell, you can't tell me any, any different from my experience. Yeah, and I, I struggle to work out why, why it still exists today. And... and, and, and... It's one of those travesties of the world that's never really been um, sorted out when it's right. been left hang hanging. They just, in the they, just, they just change the system. But so going back to your question, I believe, and others may believe otherwise, but I'm always willing to discuss. I believe that Bitcoin is the way out of, the, of a corrupt system because, as I said, at that point, I was unbanked, couldn't do anything. Bitcoin allowed me to stay solvent, to transact. Yes to move money around. And I didn't have to ask anyone. There was no trusted third party. I was a sovereign individual responsible for myself. So personal responsibility. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that's what it's all about. And yeah. people may argue that, oh, other entities are involved, but the way Bitcoin has developed, the network is bottom up. Everything else is top down. This is, this is made by, they call crypto punks, the cryptography that was used to, to secure the network. These people are against the system. So. People, when people say, oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a system that they've just created. I've, I struggle to believe that from the people that developed it and the fact that I could have got in however many years ago, people in developing countries got in before me. And the, the, uh, the analogy I like, I'd like to use or someone told me is the fact that 
yes, Michael Saylor is buying billions of pounds worth, but an increase in price or value, someone else who has less than 0.1% experiences the same increase in value in yeah. their holdings. Yeah. So it doesn't discriminate man, woman, child. Yeah, no colour, religion is it's not. Yeah, Bitcoin doesn't know who you are. It doesn't care who you are. No. No. So in short, a, a good tool. Yeah, but it is exactly it's a tool. It's a technology that can be yeah. used. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because look at, <clears throat> you, you talked about sovereignty earlier as well. So I, I've spent the last year also looking at how many different ways are there now, if you really look into it, to create your own business. And funnily enough, there was, there was a, a, a group of guys that were being interviewed on Instagram last week. I caught the live video. And they've launched um, a set of apes to start their journey, um, to build their games and then build the metaverse. And um, what intrigued me, that actually gone out in this process and recruited about 100 entrepreneurs and, and, and are now building a university for their metaverse where you as your, as your own sovereignty within your own control can get access to that information now to help you build and establish and create the right thought processes for more of an entrepreneurial life going forward. And it, it struck a chord with me because I thought, you know, they're, they're right to do that. It's a fantastic idea because um, you're spreading the word. But if you actually start to dig down and, and, and look at what the opportunities are and the lines of revenue that one can create in this new world, um, it doesn't seem too difficult to, to get to six figures with the various different ideas. And I only looked at a couple. Um, and a lot of it is about sweating your assets or your gifts and, and, and putting them online and giving value to them and, mm. and getting income from it. So one of the first ones I looked at was, a, was a, to become a node validator. I don't know if you've seen that term. Or for what though? For, for the blockchain. So you might be part of an ecosystem, which is one of, one of the sort of layer one organizations that are developing an ecosystem with all these added benefits, metaverse, gaming, NFTs, exchanges, DAOs, all the rest of it. Um, I think you can give your power of your computer to the network. And then in return for that, be a validator on transactions that take place. Yeah. So almost like just underwriting or confirming that yes, you know, um, Desires is, is a good person. Is there a cost um, to that? Is there a cost to that? I think there is a setup cost. I'm looking into it, um, but people are suggesting that you know, in, income earning of about twenty to twenty-five thousand from doing that on a yearly basis could be could be realistic. Um, but then again, it's something I'm looking into. The, the actual blockchain and is it proof of stake or proof of work blockchain? Um, that depends on who you're talking to, but aren't more people heading towards proof of work? Well, the people are heading towards proof of stake, oh. which is which is the current system that we're in now. The ones with the wealth get to make the decisions, whereas Bitcoin yeah. is, Bitcoin is built on proof of work. So I'm an I'm a node validator. I've got a Bitcoin node, which I can validate all transactions, and it costs me little over a hundred pound to to have to get them to get the equipment, put it together, and build it, and it just churns away in my house. Um, yes, I'm not. I said not. No, I'm not earning lots of money from it, but I can route, route lightning transactions. So I might earn a few sats here and there for the transaction on the, on the network. But it's not about earning money. It's about securing the network. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're giving some interest in getting a getting a reward back for doing that, right? 
yeah, but it's it's it's, it's pittance. It's less less than pennies, but people in the space can earn a bit more. But again, it's it's more about making sure the network's secure and you're you're validating your own transaction than other people's. Is it is it pennies now because only a very small percentage of the world have adopted? Exactly, exactly. Obviously, right. transaction fees in time will go. The value will go up as Bitcoin value goes up, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's not about that. Whereas I know people that are trying to run node, like an Ethereum node. I don't know much about Ethereum. I know a little bit, so not, but not a lot. But to run their full node will cost you a few grand. And the amount of kit and energy you have to use for that is just like, the normal person won't do that, be able to do that. So it's right. left to the ones that can afford it, which then you're going right. back to the masters and the slaves. We say one node, one vote. So if yeah, there were yeah. to be a change in protocol, I as a node, I would get to choose which route which route you go down. Are there other platforms or other blockchains you you can't necessarily do that? As I understand, you have no vote. You let you give it to the proof of stake guys. So have you come across any other sort of self sovereignty ideas where you can see a, a future? Well, for, for within the Bitcoin space layers. Yeah, with it, just within the, the Web 3.0 digital yeah, world. Yeah, so I told you about the podcast. So the podcast episode we released, I just released today for last week, that yeah. is on a, a platform called Fountain. So going back to value for value, people can listen to that and decide, actually, I'm going to stream sat. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not doing it at the end. I'm going to do it every second. I might stream two sats every second. So when I stop listening, it stops streaming. When I come back to it, it streams again. Um, but you might think, oh, two sats, that's nothing. Can you hear me? It says unstable. I'm going to carry on. Um, but I was listening to a pod the other day. Uh, the people that actually, sorry, make the they made the fountain app. Uh, Oscar Mary, his name is, who I've actually spoken to. Again, reaching out to people, you can just manage to speak to everyone. Um, he said one of the apps, someone I think streamed like five thousand dollars worth. But people might think that's a lot. But somebody listening to him, who's quite wealthy, might think, you know what? I love what you're doing. I want to contribute. I, I got something from that. This is the value for value. So you might you won't look down on the people that send you two pence per show because, again, you're then incentivized to create good shows and value. So they might pay you more or you reach a wider audience. But you might get that one or two or three that, you know what, yeah. I, want to help, I want to help this person. I got something from that. It's, like, it's, t- it's basically tipping. If you had a shit service in a restaurant, you're not going to tip. Yeah. The, the waiter... Was advising you on stuff, asking you how your meal was at, at the right time, not when you got a, a face full of food. Actually, yeah, this guy, and you have a conversation with him, and he's at university or he's starting his own business on the side. He's working uh, twenty hours. Um, twenty hours—that's quite a bit. You might work twenty hours, eighteen hours a day. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to give him a little, little bit extra value yeah. for value. So that—that—that's that, that, yeah. one application, and other applications where you can um, be self-sovereign in the fact that you can run your own—is it internet? Browser, I need to get this right. Yeah, on your you can run certain software on your browser. The fact that you haven't got to connect to other other browsers. Is it, yeah. the t- again, this is all technical now. It's just anecdotes I've heard that people are working on and they're actually out there in the space. But it's like just, there's just no end of what was what can be done. Well, I remember I saw one a while back. It was more of a futuristic thing, you know, because there's a lot of work to be done around driverless cars and all that sort of thing around city centres. Yeah, but again that. And this, funny enough, the, the African preacher I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he was talking about that. He said, when something, we all know this, when something's given to you for free, 
then nine times out of ten, you're the product. Yeah, and you don't yeah, necessarily that, value it. Right. So um, I think that's the model, isn't it, going forward, that you, know, you can be the consumer as well as the product at the same time. Yeah. Um, so this concept is we have, we have driverless cars available now, in, or I'm talking about in the future. So driverless cars become available. You purchase a driverless car. Um, you use it when you need to use it. I think there was a, there was a comment that, let me get this right, that our, our vehicles lay dormant for about 90% mm. of their life. A bit, right? like, a bit like your house, isn't it? Yeah. Which, yeah. which goes back to, so we'll, I'll just say it quickly, we can touch back on it, about your house should be a utility, not an asset. Yeah. But it's like similar to the car. So you carry on with the car. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you, you purchase a driverless car, you put it in your driveway, um, you jump in it, you go to a destination, you park the car, and then you, you use your app to put that car onto the network, the taxi network. And while you're in a meeting or visiting friends or shopping or you know, going to the gym, whatever, that car's out earning money, both for the network and for you as the mm. uh, as the owner um so again you're, you're buying you're investing something to use but while you're not using it you're sort of recycling it and offering it to the whole network so that's that's the, the positive thing um about the environment that <clears throat> you're investing in in something that is an asset but you're getting a return um i have a friend at the moment who bought two bmws the other day and wants to well, wanted to put them onto this new network of, of car hire Okay. Um, I can't remember the name yeah. of the company, but I car, started to look car, into car, it. Co wheels was it? Co wheels. I cannot remember. Just I know it literally gone out there and purchased two particular BMWs, and was planning on putting them into the into the car hiring network straight away. Mm. Uh, and he felt that you know if I'm paying leasing fees of of, of three four hundred pounds a month or maybe more, the return I can get on that through leasing the car out to this rental company will make me a profit. Like the, um, the Airbnb model. Airbnb, yeah, basically yeah. that's what it is. Own nothing, but you know, create a platform that's gonna yeah. gonna give you that. You, that sound, you sound like Klaus Schwab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Own nothing and be happy, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my head around that one. But people are buying into that narrative, and it's, it is worrying. Yeah, because if if we own nothing and ha- and we're happy, what do they own? Why do they own everything? How happy are they? This, this is this is the irony. <laughs> it goes back to Boris and his Christmas parties, right? Where do we stand don't, on this? Don't get me started on that. I've I've told my son, like you went to put the news on the other day, and I said, and I don't swear often. This podcast might say otherwise, but I said, don't put that C on my TV because he's been winding me up, and he's yeah. <laughs> honestly, he's just it's just brazen. He's just taking the absolute piss out of everyone, and it's just who do you think you are? Why do you feel so entitled and privileged? What have you done in your life? And it's not to say um, if someone else is in that, that position, but how can the news say, oh, he has up to, up to seven no, seven or more children? What other person on earth could be in that position? And I, I was liking it. I say someone like Obama. Obama couldn't be president of the United States and they say he has seven or more children. He'd be crucified. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about the, the children thing. It's just the fact that that's just one of many things about him that just shows the type of person he is. Entitled, spoiled, just doesn't take personal responsibility. How can someone have a party in your house and you not know about it? 
And what what really annoys me is all these um, politicians being interviewed close to the circle of power and not one interview is asking them, were you at the party? And politicians can, do can dodge questions, but I don't, they can't dodge that one. Were you at the party? Yes or no? Yeah. I was still trying to work out the definition of a party. So who was the, who was the guy? Not uh, Asian guy. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, not soon. Not soon. Eh? No, not. No. It's not Sajid Javid. Who's the? Um, uh, I would have to put it in the show notes. But anyway, he said, a "We're trying to determine if it's a, a party, but a party isn't a party if it if it goes all through until it goes all through." No, that's a song. No, he said. Um, if there wasn't alcohol and it was longer than 15 minutes, it's not a party. Whatever, mate. Whatever. You broke the rules. Were you there? I want to know that. Were you there? Someone asked him. Naga had him had him sweating on the um no, yeah, Nacho Naga had Sadji Javid sweating on BBC. Yeah. And you, you can yeah. visibly see he was sweating. He was under pressure. I love to see it. But she failed in saying, Were you at the party? Because he, he wouldn't be able to get out of that, but yeah, he was stumbling and stuttering. It was fun to. It was fun. To, I did actually watch the news that day. You know, that was fun to watch. <laughs> it's funny because if you'd have said that, or if you'd have made that comment a couple of years ago, let's say, people said, "Oh, you, oh, you're one of those conspiracy theorists, aren't you?" And it's amazing how all this information is now mainstream, where the media is turning on the politicians. Well, it's about time. But you say, it, it you, say, is. You, you, you say turning on them, but is it is it um, strategic? As in, this was a year ago. How why is it taking a year to come out? The woman that resigned, oh. she resigned for the comments, not for the party. That's correct. Mm. I just said mm. they would they they had a crisis meeting and they looked around and someone's got to go. Her one head's got to roll for this. Who's taking it? And she, and she was a sacrificial lamb. Which I laughed rightly or wrongly when she was in the interview. Like I don't want to see them crocodile tears. It's one of many stories to show the calamities that have taken place in this process. And I find it so hard to believe that, that people with the best thinkers, the best advisors around them in the world could still make all these mistakes. And it's not just one. There was a situation with um, Hancock when they were talking about, you know, staying within the vicinity of your house. And that yeah. weekend he was caught going like, what, 150 miles to Norwich. Uh, now, well, that was a Hancock. That was Zach Cummins. Hancock was the, the kiss. Sorry. But yeah, you've got, yeah. you got people traveling when they shouldn't. You've got people kissing when they shouldn't, strangers. Yeah. And you've got people partying when they shouldn't. Yet they're still in power. Do you know what? Forgetting these names, it shows how much attention we have to mainstream media, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, this would be the forefront of our minds years ago. But now that you have other forms of information and you can pick and choose what you want to take in. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I turned on mainstream news and watched but it. Again, it's done for a reason. A friend of mine said to me, um, when you watch TV programmes, it's programming you. And thinking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, got caught, I got caught out the other day and it showed me how much, how little news I watch. And people might think, you don't watch the news. Like, but I get my news from different different sources, different feeds. Yeah. But I walked to get my hair cut, left the house, and it I had a jacket on and it lashed down rain. And when I talk about lash, I was drenched through. I went to the barber, the barber had to put the radiator on, and I had to take my tracksuit bottoms off and you put them on the radiator, fair play to me. <laughs> but um in my mind, I was thinking, why did I not know this? Because I don't watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. wait for the weather. I didn't know what it was. I just walked out of the house. But generally, every day, I would sit and watch the news, watch the weather. I don't know how to dress for the day or how to prepare. Yeah, yeah. You do have a weather app on your phone, by the way. Just I know, but by the time that. I know, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> not that I ever look at mine unless, is it going to be a hot day and can I take a trip to Bournemouth again? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I have this funny feeling in the back of my mind that um, 
a lot of this is staged. Yeah. It just show is, it's the way it comes out, you think. I'm looking around like Truman Show, like is he taking yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you if you look back at the history of politics, there's been very firm figures standing up directing the country or possibly the world and with strategies and processes that look very solid and firm in place. And now I just see a, a load of people just calamity after calamity. Well, you look look at the opposition. Again, I've probably looked into politics more now, but I'm less engaged with them. But bloody Keir mm. Starmer. So it's like capitalising, isn't it? If you're playing a football game against the best team in the league and they keep giving it back to the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper keeps shanking it, I want my centre-forward to go in and nick the ball and put it in the back of the net. He's had right. ample opportunities Jeez. to nick the ball and stick it in the net. <laughs> but he's not even he's not even pressing. And yeah. you've got Angela Rayner, centre mid, pushing the centre <laughs> forward. I was like, go on, go on, do it, go on. If you... Angela Rayner's like Rooney, playing centre mid, playing centre half, running through the pitch. She's trying to do it now. But you've got you've got Keir Starmer there holding her back and saying, no, 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 we, we just sit back and hold it up. We're so good at pressure. Like, no, no, we've got to get some ropes. How would it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> great, great analogy. He's part of the problem. Part of the problem. Well, take it one stage further. If 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 they're appearing like buffoons, there's a reason for this, right? Yeah. So so is this? Um, I've been saying this for a while, and it, I don't like to use the word decentralized because it sounds as though the powers that be are totally giving up everything. I'm not suggesting that for a minute. They're not. And I said we said this last week. And I'm I'm still in belief of it that you know, we go from slavery to debt. It looks like you're getting your freedom, but they're just using another tool to enslave you, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show. And then I look at this next iteration of life, and it's the same again. You know, we're giving you something or making it look like we're giving you something to increase your ability to make your own decisions. But what are we actually taking back in return for that? And um, I think this is all part of the process, this whole sort of buffoon show that's being shown by political leaders that, you know, ultimately, you're going to vote us all out. You're not going to want us, and you're going to want to take it into your own hands. And we're going to give you the right to do that through AI technology or whatever process is going to come down the line. And people are going to believe as though, you know, we're in a part of the community. We collectively make decisions. Yeah. It's a, it's 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 a bottom up rather than top down process. And, and people are feeling as though they they're having their well, it go, it goes their, back their, to the matrix, doesn't it? And I always. I think life for me in the last year or so always comes down to Bitcoin and I see Bitcoin as the matrix, like release yeah, from the matrix. Yeah. But I love the matrix um, trilogy set. Can't wait for the next one coming out in the, on the 22nd. But plot spoiler here, in the second matrix, Neo's already broken out, main character. He's broken out the matrix, but he goes back in to try and save people. And he gets to a point where he meets what they call the architect. And the architect reveals some information that says, but this was always going to happen. This is part mm-hmm. of the plan. So although you're outside of the matrix, you still answer to me. Yeah. And when that happened, and obviously I've got into Bitcoin and I can see certain stuff going on. You just mentioned it was like, yes, they will, they will give up some power, try and make it look like you're free, but ultimately you're still in their system and you won't know it. And people will argue again, Bitcoin is just that. Well, it may well be, but again, I think it's a hope against that. And if we get to the end of it, like the boss and the computer game, and we are still in the matrix and... I believe it's been, it was a worthwhile fight. <laughs> well, I think I think ultimately that <clears throat> on one hand, and this it's funny. I've got a, a really good friend of mine, and he's sort of mid sixties. So if you go back sort of thirty so years to the beginning of the nineteen nineties, 
he was in the the, the middle of his sort of business life. <clears throat> but, but probably 10 years before that, he was obviously reading mainstream media, um, uh, mainstream financial newspapers. He, he's been involved in the private equity market for 30 years. And it's interesting today that we have this flow of information from, from all angles now. Mm. And the new form of information is, is taking away from the old. Yeah. So, so the, the, the old that, had a monopoly. They had a monopoly of information because you're saying yeah. the print, the print paper, those stories. How long would it take to get out? The people that are the story have made their moves already. Yeah. You're making your moves off information that's two, three days old. Yeah, but what I've noticed, if he's sharing information with me, it's always from those mainstream feeds: yeah. the Times, the FT, BBC News, and it, it, it just dawned on me the other day. So that that that's where we are in the world. There's, there's probably three sets. There's, there's, there's someone like him who's in his 60s that kind of missed the internet in the first 10 years of their business life. And there's someone like me that just managed to start his business life and then halfway through that early period, the internet came. So you, 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 you got into that. And then I suppose the generation behind that who just grew up with it. And then now our kids who are totally immersed in it. Mm. And it's just intriguing that I get this information from him around the space I'm working in. And predominantly, it's a lot of FUD. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so the main FUD? Fear, uncertainty, and... Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. So, and it's interesting, because I, I read the stuff that he's sending out, but because I'm getting my information from other sources, one of the big ones, YouTube, <laughs> <clears throat> from people that have, have spent time and invested effort into understanding what's actually happening, you really start to see the truth. It's a bit like the Raheem Sterling situation when he presented the two newspapers of the black footballer yeah. and the white footballer and how the black footballer was portrayed and how the white footballer was portrayed. It was an eye-opening moment for everybody to realise that actually this is not the news. This is just programmable, programmable activity that's, that's driving the rhetoric of whatever it is they want to achieve. And I think the, I think the black um, community always knew that, understood it, but it took yeah. a while for... The wider the world, world. To, to, to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, no, that was just a point I, I just noticed last week. I thought it was quite interesting because it, I can understand now how they can control that flow of, of the conversion from the old fear world and, and the industrial age that we're just, we're just finishing um, and then actually immersing yourself in this new world, listening to the... Uh, the publishers out there and, and realizing what's actually really going on rather than being reactive and depending on the old media, newspapers, news channels to decide for you where your life's going to go and what your, what your actions should be. I mean, the, the gap is just huge. I remember when I first got into this space, um, I was told a hundred times, you, you know, you've got to get yourself a, a hard wallet. Got to get yourself a hard wallet. You know, security, security, security. So went out, invest in these hard wallets. Never use them. Well, even now, never use them. even now, never use them. Now, is, I, is that crazy? I don't it, know. It, it I... is. It is. I suggest you do your do your own research. Do a bit more learning and understanding. And yeah, because I, I think I mentioned to you off off air about people I've met who run exchanges, CEOs, and they say, we don't want you to hold your Bitcoin on our exchange. We want you to be self-sovereign. And I, the, one of the guys who was actually doing a talk, and he said, my marketing guy sat there giving me dagger, dagger eyes, so evils at me. But this is about you on us. 
not about me. Um, yeah, so don't want to scare you or scare listeners, but learn more about being like self-sovereign and yeah, mm. be, being responsible for your, your own personal wealth. Because at the moment, you're still in the old system. You, your money is in exchange in a bank. That bank could go belly up. The authorities could go and take over that bank. They could, they, so they could, they could be doing fractional reserves, which fractional reserves means they're lending out more than what they have. Hence why mm-hmm. when I go to Shafley's bank, they say we don't hold that much money here. So yeah, you could you could always have some on there for liquidity, but yeah, hold only hold on there, which you don't mind losing. <laughs> so what percentage of your portfolio would you say is constantly on your hard drive rather than on an exchange? Oh, your your opposite, Simpson. Bloody hell. <laughs> Just proving the point. Um well can I spoke about your opsec the other day, didn't I? Your operational security with yeah. your um I won't mention what it was, but like you I think you did sort that out. But um yeah, conversations I've had with people, you don't tell anyone that information. <laughs> what the percentage? Anything. No, tell it, not tell anyone anything. <laughs> oh, okay. You could have answered and just said hundred percent. We'd have gone well, with that. Why would I have said that? <laughs> that means that means you know more you know you know a bit more information about me. <laughs> it might take you a bit it might take you a while to get even your electric car, but <laughs> you can still find me. <laughs> you give me a head start then, that's all. Yeah. No, it's it's just intriguing because there's 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 many stories that you read. Um and they're always shone in a negative light in those yeah. mainstream mainstream media. But yeah, when you're in the market. You see the success of fan, fan tokens, for example, for, for, for sports clubs, um, you know, creating new lines of revenue for themselves mm. to, to make the club more sustainable going forward. Um, and then yet you read it in the press and they're saying that clubs are being irresponsible and they have so no was, protection. Was that, was that today? Last week. I really My mum messaged me today about fan tokens or something. And I said, oh yeah, I heard about it. I had a conversation with someone about it. But I didn't dismiss it straight away but just said I wouldn't advise that and my argument always is if they're buying into something that they're then buying into something else so no no doubt with purchasing their coin or token they are buying the hard hard money underlying asset Bitcoin why would you not just buy the underlying asset that they're buying now I appreciate if you're creating a community you've got the the fan to club um, relationship yeah, yeah that's fine but have some exposure to the asset that they're buying because then, then again, you're you're like in the fiat system, like they hold gold, which is was meant to be the hardest form of money, and you're using their fiat paper, which are which are is a, is a credit note to the gold that they own, but it's not actually a credit yeah. note. Yeah, yeah. It's not backed by anything. So, yeah, if you can hold the underlying asset that they're buying, but if you want to engage in their community scheme to support your club, yeah, do it. But on your own head, be it. <laughs> See, you're anti-fan token. I, I'm not going to say anti. I haven't looked into it in enough detail. I can see the use cases of it. I'm not going to deny that, but I think there are other ways to be, to do that. And again, well, people say Bitcoin is um, antiquated, it's slow, it's old boomer tech. This can be done on with Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. It just needs people to de- develop it. And people are developing it, but because they're taking their time with it, they're not, they're not rushing it. When it comes out, like in Strike, and they take over the game, and they have Visa, Western Union on the back foot, it's because they spent four years developing it. They didn't do it overnight. Low time preference, Ian. <laughs> but we live, in, we live in a high time preference society. So, yeah, a new token comes out, a new coin. Oh, I want that. Yeah. 
What does it do? I don't know, but it's going to go up. It's going to pump. <laughs> Interesting. So what, what about the whole experiences of the fan token and bringing the community of the club close together through through a platform that's, that's yeah. offering all those things? That, that could be done on the Lightning Network. Again, it, it might need someone to reach out and say, this can be done this way, or someone to ask the question, oh, how can I use Bitcoin to do that? But ultimately, mm -hmm. if they do that, they won't necessarily get the financial gain that they would do by doing it themselves or having their own token or own chain. So do you think it's a good adoption tool to bring people into the digital space? I think we spoke last week. I'm worried about people getting burnt or wrecked and then not coming back to the space or speaking negatively on it because they got wrecked the first time around. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather them have a bit of education first, understand how this all came about with Bitcoin and then make an informed decision afterwards. Yes, I understand Bitcoin. I'm not going to invest in it because I'm going to speculate on these other ones. Or I'm going to buy the token from my club because I want to support my club. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand that. But I prefer if they had a bit of education first before they did that. Because okay. I, I came from a place where I didn't understand Bitcoin and know about it and didn't have a speculation, but invested in something. But at that time, if I knew about Bitcoin, I would have invested in Bitcoin I, at the time, when I found out about Bitcoin, I said, I said as well as, now I say I would have just gone with Bitcoin and I would have been in a much better place now. But I didn't have the education. So you believe then that a lot of these other coins will, will disappear over time? And Because well, every, every time we talk about ideas, and, and you're right, it's like, well, you can do that on the Lightning Network. Yeah. Why, why, why well, bother? Again, I, I mentioned before, I mentioned on another podcast, I can only listen, well, no, no, I can only listen. I listen to people that have been through cycles and experiences. And a lot of people, or most of the people that are Bitcoin only, Bitcoin maximalists, as they call them, will show you charts of the top 10 coins from last cycle and a cycle before and a cycle before that. Number one, Bitcoin, every single time. Most of the coins I've been in the space of year, I've never even heard of from the last cycle. So two cycles ago, you're never going to know what they are. But at that time, they were the, the next big thing. They're going to overtake Bitcoin. So let's just see. We'll, we'll do another four-year cycle, and we'll see where you uh, I'll name some, but just a bit. But again, don't know a lot about them. Your Solanas, your, your Dot, your Ethereum, which is they, it's close, as in market caps compared to all the others, is in um, Bitcoin slipstream. But where, where will it be in four years? They're talking about going to proof of stake, moving to proof of stake, fork into an ETH2, or have they done ETH2 already? It's or, imminent now, isn't it? Or it but they've been talking about that. Again, I've been in the space a year. Apparently, we've been talking about it for like 18 months, two years. But it's not mm. been done yet. It's, uh, what, or, or all these mines, and that was a, a point, um, Danny Brewster, CEO of Fast Bitcoins, a British um, UK, um, UK Bitcoin exchange, said all the funds or wealth and the mines, the energy that's going into these coins, if that was going one into Bitcoin, which has its use cases, which has proven time and time and time again how, how much more, or how, not quicker, what's the word? How, how much more effective we can make the network and how much stronger mm -hmm. we can make the network if we focused. But some people don't want to focus because they've got the high time preference, they want the money and they want it now. Got a great idea. It, it was, it's going to speed up the network, do this and do that, but you, oh, you uh, sacrifice security or you sacrifice something to be able to do something better than Bitcoin. But Bitcoin's just chugging away in the background, chugging away, chugging away. So how, how does Bitcoin 
adopt the metaverse above and beyond just being well, a, Jack Dorsey. A what way, Jack Dorsey? A way of ex, a what way did Jack Dorsey say? More than a way of exchange. So, but basically, it will be the the native currency of the internet, which Jack Dorsey has said. Right. And then once you're in the metaverse, we, I was talking about NFTs, and obviously some people in the Bitcoin space um, are against or don't see the use case of NFTs. But I spoke mm-hmm. last week about the guy I was speaking to from Scarcity. NFTs can be put on the Bitcoin blockchain. So when you go into the metaverse, it's all that is all possible. You can have your NFTs that you own in that space on that um, in that particular verse that you're in. Everything everyone's building on or developing has been done or has been working on or can be done on the Bitcoin network. It just needs people to spend time developing it. And a lot of developers in the space aren't earning loads of money. They're doing it from a place of, yeah, I want to protect, I want to protect this network. I want to make it better, which is why there are a lot of people in the space donate to the um, developers because they don't earn a wage. Yes, they might have a, a holding of stack, a stack of sats from early doors, but they're, they're using that to live. So mm-hmm. as a way of the, the community providing value because they're providing value to the community, let's all donate. 1%, 0.5% of what we what we have each month to them so they can so they can continue to protect the network and develop without thinking oh I need to go and work on this coin because they're going to give me this much money or work that job taking my mind off taking my mind and energy off this project and time to go and try and earn, a, and earn another additional income so, so what you're saying then because you hear about these um, hackathons all the time don't you where there's like a oh, thousand yeah. developers yeah. and they're all vying for that star prize of five ten million dollars to be invested in their platform or project to take it forward and obviously then the layer ones and the adjudicators pick and choose which one they feel is the best idea for their ecosystem and then take that project forward um so unless you're one of the lucky ones to win that sort of funding you're sort of saying you're you're developing for free of charge just just because your love and your desire for, for, for what's happening in this space yeah Yeah, because on the other hand, I do see some layer ones who are actually actively recruiting um, these stack developers to come and produce things. Um, and we've put together a team of 10 developers so far that are, that are, that are cutting edge in this space and they're working on projects as we speak um, in the business. Um, but they're all being paid. Admittedly, they're associates, they're not full-time employees. Yeah. Um, but they're all being paid to obviously complete work um, that we're <clears throat> that we're acquiring from various clients and, and opportunities are out there. Um, but your belief is the majority of these guys who, or, or girls are out there developing. They're, they're doing it for their love at the moment. They're not really at a point where they're earning a yeah. As, as I understand, I don't know them personally, but the anecdotal uh, messages is that yeah. Yeah, and that's the irony because the demand. I mean, you you look at the push on STEM in schools at the moment and the demand from um, the industry overall to, to, to pull more of these STEM skill sets. Um, so we mentioned, go back to STEM because one of the pe- people I speak to, um, they have a couple or they have a platform called Play Shamamry. So it's a card game that teaches young children or adults as well. I think they said zero to 99 how to how the network works. So I've played it with my family and you have cards that are like um, uh, the number only once card, you have your attack vector cards, you have your. I've got another card, but basically, you are playing the game like Uno, 
but yep. you're you are actually playing a playing a Bitcoin network. So you have your um your blockchain and everything. But they have a, a book and also an audio book of sorry a video, a book and a video. My daughter actually appeared in the video and she contributed to that, um, called Goodnight Bitcoin. But they are STEM accredited. So I just saw that, oh well done. But what is actually STEM? Would you what does it stand for? Yeah, sorry, apologies. Yeah, what does what does STEM stand for? Do you know? Uh, science, technology, uh, E and M. I'm gonna have a look. But I, I've never, I've read it, but I've never heard anyone else speak about it. So when you mentioned it, I thought, I don't know. Yeah, what brought to my mind, there was a little, you know, sometimes on Match of the Day, they do clubs in the community. And they do yeah. a piece on Brighton and Hove Albion. And um, there's one some event in school where they, they're taking a sort of robotic ball and they're just promoting the idea of STEM education across you know, schools within the, within, the, within the Brighton area. Yeah. STEM learning. And, and obviously, you know, pushing the subject matter of coding. And that is a career option for, for people. Sorry for the silence. I'm just reading. I found stem.org.uk, but I'm not sure if it's the same thing. I need to look into, look into that deeper, but I will put a link to Play Shamari in the, in the show notes. Because yeah, that's uh, actually, how funny is that? University. Huh? I actually received my delivery today of the books and games for the tournament this Sunday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll be giving those away this Sunday to worthy winners you have to you have to proof of work uh, do something good to earn it so so what um what, what's on the cards for that then what for the tournament yeah you so it's, under... it's a six aside tournament bitcoin ballers yeah. winter cup festival a little plug here look um basically a tournament to reward inform and oh, i got that wrong inform through competition and help educate so ice for the winter cup <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just uh, yeah, a tournament with uh, various um, activities on the sideline so during this year I've hosted online competitions where people can contribute they can join in uh, some of the competitions you just had to basically follow me on Instagram to earn sats some of them you had to do proof of work like submit a video of doing a skill um, so all of those will be on site in real life and actually mm -hmm. the actual tournament as well so I've got lots of prizes to give away the last couple of weeks have been quite manic ordering stuff and getting stuff in, speaking to exchanges, getting sponsorship. It's been good. A lot of people have been um, proactive on, on boarding. So I actually got a call on after this one actually was set up with an entity to see what we can do. Uh, and what's the response from the, the I mean, they see you know, Bitcoin Ballers event. Does that spark any questions from the from the clubs and the coaches and the kids? And a, the a, lot, a lot of it. And I've had that a lot since I've been in network marketing. And then ever since the last four years and up to now, especially the last year, like, what are you getting out of it? Now, at the moment, I'm not getting out of it. I'm getting uh, expenditure. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's providing value back into the community. Um, obviously, over the years, I've got a lot out of the community with various people, but it's my time to give something back. And through the Bitcoin space, I've, the knowledge that I've amassed in the last year and a half has been invaluable. So yeah. I'm doing my little bit to give something back and not saying I want something back straight away, but I'm hoping that universe... Not reward we'll after yeah, me, but yeah, yeah you but, get value for value. If I provide value yeah. later on down the line, I might get something back out of it. Well, the, the value might be your experience of interacting with the community in and around the area of Oxfordshire, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that that could lead you in various different directions, mm. you know, just by sparking a conversation around something that's you know on the edge of a lot of people's lips or people are intrigued to find out more. So, 
Yeah. And I think your idea is fantastic. And you know, I wish you every success in what you're doing. I think it's a great idea. Really, use a, such a common platform as football to drive a new story or you know. And sorry, I just explain how I came about with Bitcoin Ballers before we move on. Yeah, so I I recognise, and I think other people do as well. But it it was when I was on a call with somebody, I was trying to get a Bitcoin job, and I'm not an engineer, not a developer. And the person I was on the call with said, "Why don't you provide value in your community?" And obviously, I had my coaching badges. Um, I'm into health, fitness, and I thought I can. I recognise the principles and philosophy from Bitcoin and football. Yeah. So we was mentioned earlier about um, the FUD, but I'll get onto that in a minute. So do your own, do your own research in in the Bitcoin space. That, that's your training. And I did a video with yes on Saturday, like post match interview, which kind of explained that. Um, fight the FUD. So fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's your self belief. Yeah. You have yeah. belief. You you have conviction in yourself because you've done your research, you've done your training, and then ultimately leads to your proof of work. So Bitcoin is based on proof of work. You get rewarded for your for your proof of work um, blockchain. Mm-hmm. When you go out and perform, your self belief and your training gives you your proof of work. So you can't tell me you're the best player in the team, yet when you're on the pitch, you're not performing. Show yeah. me on the pitch that you don't listen to self doubt. You don't listen to other players or the fans calling your name saying you're rubbish. Show me that you've done your training and in certain situations in the pitch, you you have understanding and knowledge of your role. That is your proof of work. And that's what I'm aiming to deliver through Bitcoin Ballers is, again, train information and entertainment, but focusing on those principles. How can you become a better player? Focus on those principles. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, when I mention like, some of the games I've done, when I mention peer-to-peer, kicking the ball between you and your mate, that is part of Bitcoin. When I mentioned 21 seconds to glow, 21 seconds to um, do how many skills you can, or you talk about the 21ism, 21 million higher cup of coins. Uh, yeah. When I talk about best performing asset, which Bitcoin is, that's your man of the match, your player of the year sort of thing. So yeah, it's in- introducing terminology into a space where if you don't understand it, like I don't understand STEM, you ask a question, and, oh yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. And by giving simple analogies, it helps people sort of jump over that line, doesn't it? Yeah. And STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Okay, well, that makes sense then with that, with that game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, all all interesting times. So, what date? Just another plug then. So, what date is the tournament? Nineteenth. So, yeah, this Sunday. For so, this this won't come out before. So, this comes out after after the tournament. Mm. Can't use that plug too well. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I could, I could snip it. I could snip it. But no, I'm hoping it will be a great day. We've got a couple of spaces left for teams, which I'm working on this week to to fill out. Um, we've got some good, good teams coming. I've actually reached out to a few, like celebrity teams, as you call them, <laughs> or influencer teams. Sorry, um, if they came on board, that'd be great, obviously for exposure. But also, again, you're talking about the proof of work. They are influencer teams for a reason because they're very good. Now, yeah. as a, as a normal. As you call it a normal team, a what's the, they're not called Sunday League. What would you call them now? Grassroots, sorry. As grassroots, a grassroots yeah, side, grassroots can you mix yeah. it with the best? And if you do mix it with the best, that's your proof of work. Mm-hmm. Well, very good, very good. So yes, that's our, that's our weekly update. So did you learn anything new this week, or was it quite a quiet week for um, for, for your own personal self development? No, it was a very busy week. I had a lot on, obviously. I streamlined or streamlined, uh, changed tact on how I prevent, present information on social media and also um, via messaging. So I, I stopped doing broadcast lists, deleted those on WhatsApp. I'm just going through social media platforms now. 
um, which I like. I understand it's, it's a it's a sacrifice. So I've sacrificed the spamming, which would effectively what it was, but yeah. it was it was speak to it was it was speak to ten get one. But now I'm more focused on reaching out to individuals, but also using social media better. So I've, people might think, oh, he's always on social media, but I'm using it for work. So I have different entities where some some entities will provide the same information. Some will have be unique. So like the Carbon Live Pods was on my my main my normal page, the Live Pods page, and also Coach Carbon. Something that to do with Bitcoin, maybe on Coach Carbon, and my own page, uh, Carbon Nutrition. That will make go on my main page, Carbon Nutrition, and also Coach Carbon. So again, it's just understanding your your demographic because obviously certain mm-hmm. people follow all, some will only follow some. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, who can I reach through different different platforms? But yeah, so in doing that, reached out to a few different people. I had a few interesting calls. I also did some training yesterday. I was working on my exercise to music training. Um, so I've got a couple of I've got an exam next month or January in the new year. But yeah, yeah, I was up in Birmingham yesterday doing the five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> which I is good. It's, it's, ty- it's, it's tiring, as in mentally and also physically. Yeah. It's something I've always, it. always wanted to, to do. That, yeah, we just get all that mix them when you're ready to go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've always wanted to do it. And now that I actually do it, like my wife did it a few years ago and I should have done it at the time, but I didn't because I had a lot on, I had a full time job. In yeah. my mind, it was like, I'm not taking that on when I've got projects to think about. So now I have so the full time. So what are your drivers for getting into sort of fitness through music? Just Again, so by, by doing this course, I have so many ideas that I can, how I can implement that with different, different sports and specifically yeah. football. But it's just yeah. another string to your bow. And for me, like, it's a skill set you can draw on that the things are endless, opportunities are endless. You're only limited by your own imagination, the way I see it. Yep. Because I, I had a week of, of doing and, and, and not so much learning, and I'm becoming quite conscious of that. Cause we had a busy week, had some good successes, some good things to write about. But I'm conscious of the fact that I'm not learning at the speed I was learning before when, when there was nothing going on. You were just going through that education process. And but you have, I think it's a weighing up process. You Sometimes you have to sacrifice that. I mentioned... I keep saying on another podcast to a friend the other day. Part of my business, which is the network marketing side, the nutrition side, that yeah. didn't develop how I would have liked it to, but I wouldn't put in energy there. So where energy goes, progress shows. Bitcoin borders, yeah. I've seen the progress because that's where all my energy's gone. But now yep. I'm learning to divvy up time and energy to all entities. And I think it's certainly already done it like for a few weeks, but I'm seeing the fruits of the labor by Again, mind my own business. I did a post every day on Coach Carbon. So yeah, mine that took on a whole new meaning when I said to myself, actually, you need to mind your business, meaning take care in everything you do on all entities. Make sure that yeah. you're, cons- you're consistent, you're present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it takes you back to my, my early days in business and uh, using a methodology that at the center of it was a planner. And the concept was, there's always going to be five or six elephants in the room when you're dealing with various things. <clears throat> so don't try and eat the whole elephant on that day. Just keep chunking away at each one. And over time, you'll get that sort of uh, tsunami effect where all five elephants would have been eaten. You, you'd have progressed to 
to a decent level of success. And, and, and it's interesting, like you say, consistency. Um, once you go through that process, you start to see it happening. It's a slower effect, but once the momentum starts, it's almost unstoppable. Low time preference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'd say hats off to that. But it was a real art. It was the planning process that you did the day before that actually allowed you to do that in the following day. So that's another big part of it. That I can take two hours out of my day. I think I mentioned this last week. I can take two hours out of my day mm. and dedicate that to tomorrow. So yeah. when I come into tomorrow, there is no procrastination. I just do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm taking little chunks out of each elephant in the room. Um, that, that kind of leads on to um, a conversation I had with, with my son a couple of, well, last week, actually. Yeah. Talking about having an assistant. And he went, well, you don't, need, you don't need an assistant. That's money. But a guy who I met through Twitter, who made some catch me a couple of years back, I always followed him, we um, converse on social media. He had an assistant. He does um, T-shirt designs and, or no, it's not just T-shirts, or clothing and apparel. And he had an assistant. And he said, it's been life-changing. And I used an mm. example to, to my son and said, okay, I'm taking you to football now. And I've got so many ideas running around. And I said, I can't use my phone. He went, use Siri. I said, yeah, but listen to this. I'm going to use Siri to say, make a note. I'm going to go home and I'm going to action those notes. Whilst I'm taking you now, I could phone my assistant and say, look at this, research that, phone that person, make a meeting. Yeah. When I get home, those things are bam, 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 answer, answer, answer. I then now can actively work on those rather than having to do the legwork. So... Yeah, assistant to Coach Carbon Limited coming soon. <laughs> a friend of mine uses uh, virtual assistants over in the Philippines. He's got a great okay. team, actually. Um, he had one particular contact and she had access to others. And now I think he, you, have you mentioned this before, haven't you? A couple of years back, you about this. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very good yeah. and great value for money. I was, I was about to say, sorry, value then, because to pay someone the, what they're paying her or her team, in this country, they wouldn't, not so they wouldn't get away with it, but you wouldn't find that, would you? But you're saying no. it was a great service. Yeah. And, but yeah. they were, they were grateful. I'll say grateful. They had a fee. They appreciated. Yeah. 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 But in a global economy, should they not be rewarded the same as someone else? Reward, or similar. Okay. Here's an example. Then, okay. Well, then that goes back to then where do you choose to live? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a balance there, isn't there? Yeah, the market will decide what the true value is. So they may undercut a little bit, but do they need to undercut so much because their economy is messed up? I think, yeah, it's down to expectations because you, you realise what these people are living on and let's say they're earning 20% of what someone would get in the UK because mm. the cost of living is so much higher over here. Yeah. Um. They seem to live in a great life off, of, off the back of it. So you think, well, okay, what is it about your system then? So you can you can export your skill sets abroad, uh, save those customers 75% of what they normally pay in their local economy, and, and you can live a much better life by doing that in your local economy. Oh, you my are. goodness. We've just come full circle. Yeah. So slowly. when I was at the conference, there was this uh, ex-CEO of a Bitcoin company who was talking about the metaverse and saying how it will work. And he said, lockdown's rubbish. Lockdown was rubbish if you lived in London. If you yeah. lived in Barcelona, lockdown yeah. was great because you would do your Zoom calls and you walk to the beach. He said, when we live in the metaverse, and he said, and we will, yeah. we'll go and do the metaverse, we'll meet our colleagues from all around the world, and then we will walk out of our, of our said, yeah, we'll walk out of our flat because we don't need a big house, it's a utility. 
but we're, we're five minutes away from the beach. The reason why in the UK we, we, we long for your big houses, four or five bedroom with a big garden is because we don't have space elsewhere and the weather's yeah. miserable. So you want, a big, yeah. you want to have space when you're at home. If you live in a uh, two-bed apartment in Barcelona, in a, yeah. you're not spending you spend the time. time in the apartment. You're out. And so it's, it's, like you you got, you, it's like so when you, you go on holiday, right? You, yeah. you, you look at the accommodation, you think, well, I'm only going to spend, what, maybe 10 hours a day here. We're going to be out exploring on the beach, doing which this goes, water park. It goes to where you say where you choose to live. And he used a great example, like I mentioned about being nomadic. We will have, we will be nomadic tribes. So you and I and our families might decide we're going to, say, Barcelona for mm-hmm. three months. And he mentioned about traveling as well. So we, yeah, you just said going on holiday. Let's get 10, 10 days in or two weeks. And we do as much yeah. as we can in that two weeks or as little as we can. Yeah. Actually, yeah. why am I rushing the, the culture and the experience? Why not? I'd go there for three months because I could still work. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we might decide as a tribe, well, I want to go to South America. Well, I want to go to Northern, North America. Okay. Yeah. We'll see, we'll, we'll part ways, but we'll meet back in, I don't know, Europe. New York. Yeah. 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 Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that's what, yeah, that's what we go back to that. If anything's some, on that, yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, you go, you go. I was gonna say, and he mentioned like obviously there, well, there's always going to be inequality. So some people will be able to live that life, but there are some people who won't be able to interact with the metaverse and will be living in the real world, but as as workers. And there are people that will spend their whole time in the metaverse, but then there will be people that only work in the metaverse and interact in real life. There's, there's always going to be levels and layers, but we can make it I don't know, that a little bit fairer or have. An opportunity for everyone to have the same sort of investment opportunity. Is investment opportunity stake? Sorry, have the same stake. Yeah, yeah. So we can all be stakeholders in it. Because as people start to build out these metaverses, I do ask myself the question: Well, what's going to make one metaverse more attractive than the other? You know, and therefore, then what's going to attract more of a community to that metaverse? So you look at, I look at the real world at the moment. I look at what happened in Dubai. I look at Singapore as a country that's punching way above its weight. And I'm starting to explore that thought process around, okay, well, what would it, you know, if you could build the land in the metaverse, you know, what, what's going what's gonna to attract people to that metaverse and then build your ecosystem? But ultimately, we, the, the market, the community, the network will decide. Mm. Well, first of all, which one wins or gets the most users? And then where, which direction it goes in, because they will sp- they will speak with their with their vote or their entry into the metaverse, and it'd be like just like social media now. People on different platforms. You got Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Others others have come and gone, but ultimately, yeah, the market decided which ones are winners. Which and then within that market, certain demographics go to certain platforms. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, again, you look at current life physical world you've got x amount of countries around the world and they all coexist uh, through a pyramid system back up to a central set of leaders that sort of dictate and decide on the way of the world um are we going to the metaverse will there be 250 different metaverses where different people are aligning to different communities because they buy into whatever it is they're promoting Mm. or will it be much more sort of centralized where you might only have three to five communities I think I was looking the other day, the biggest ecosystem out at the moment is about 700 million people that have all signed up for something, a sort of financial offering uh, in the Far East, sort of similar to PayPal, but has other sort of applications that you can utilise. 
they're meant to have the number one uh, subscriber base in the world at 700 million. Um, I don't know, you, I mean, you may include Facebook in that and say, well, that's a much bigger number or Amazon, that's a much bigger number. But for some reason, they've been earmarked as the organisation that have grown the quickest in the shortest period of time and built up that, that base of subscribers in their community. So I'm trying to work out, are we going to have just four or five mass communities that are all boasting a billion um, followers in their ecosystem? Or will it be disseminated like it is today where you're talking about more of the tens of millions in a community rather than the hundreds of millions? I think there will be... Your... You have your main ones and there'll be fractured ones, or say fractured, smaller, smaller entities that... Mm will continue because it's a community. So a community can be five, 10 people, it can be millions. It's just, you need people to stay active within it. Yeah, I suppose, how different are we all? There's only so many connotations of, 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 of the human, you know? So how, how, how many differentiators are there? And when you don't include religion or color mm. or sex, you know, what, what are the other interesting factors that are going to sort of section, section things out and create different offerings where people will align themselves to different lands because of what it is they're offering? Like, have you bought any land in the metaverse at this point? No, I haven't, yeah. Because I'd, I'd rather buy the hard underlying asset. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you keep on telling me. <laughs> but again, that's that's just my... um My... my opinion doesn't mean i'm right but with my opinion nobody can dismiss it because i've done my research i've done my learning i haven't just said no and not not studied exactly. it. Actually. yeah yeah that's <coughs> no, an interesting one um, always, inter always so interesting interested to talk to you and get your perspective on it well yeah because i'm exploring a different pathway mm. and um and I get where you're coming from. Um, and, and it's a safe place to be at the moment because all the rest is a bit unknown. Yeah. At, at least Bitcoin's at a place where it could probably stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with like fiat currency and, 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 and gold and things we've been used to. <clears throat> Whereas altcoins and layer ones, it's, it's something quite new, isn't it? Well, I, I don't think it's that new. It's, I think it's a new form of, of, of creating uh, businesses and, and ecosystems, which I quite buy into. But have you have you stepped out yet and, and sort of decided, well, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to buy into one of these layer ones and see what happens based on what my mate. No, we spoke, we spoke last week about, obviously, time. Did we speak? No, someone, again, someone, I spoke to someone else. A friend of mine messaged to say about my take on Bitcoin. And I said, well, I value my time. So if I am looking into other projects and spending time researching that's taken some of my time away from possibly with my family with Bitcoin. Yes, I, I love, enjoy studying it, but I can just set, and, set it and forget it. I'm not worried about the price day to day, the fluctuations. I've got my allocation. I can live my life. If I don't look at it for the next year, I believe that it's safe. Yeah. It, four years, go for a cycle. It's never been, if you've, anyone who's invested in Bitcoin and gone for a cycle has never lost money. So with that, yeah. with that knowledge and say history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes with that belief, I can go off and enjoy my time. Whereas if yeah. I'm thinking I need to move, I look at that corner and see where the fundamentals are going. What about the other one? What about the other one? He's now getting to realize actually he's missing out on the precious time with his family and his wife. So I'm hoping I've 
I've helped Orange pull him because he helped Orange pull me. So not say again, not dismissing that you could that you can make some money, but it's about how you value value your time. So mm-hmm. if you're single and you're a bit of a DJ, then yeah, crack on. <laughs> we'll get him there, people. Don't worry, we'll get him there <laughs> slowly. <laughs> we'll get him there. Just put it on the Lightning <laughs> Network. Put it on the Lightning. Man, Jack Ballers is working on it. He's gonna die yeah. on the hill. I'll die with him. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah. actually another. It's not a plug. If you listen to Jack Maller's been interviewed by Saifedina Moose, who wrote the Bitcoin Standards, how he talks about um, freeing people up to explore their creative creative side. So he said he knows people that in the states that he went to college with who are only in jobs now so they can pay off their student debt and they've got into the cycle. Now they've got a house, they've got a wife and kid. He said, but if they didn't have that albatross around the neck, I think the saying is, they could... Be a lot more creative. Yeah, exactly. And they wouldn't have to worry about, actually, I need to <clears throat> need to climb the, the corporate ladder so I can then pay off my debt for the education that hasn't changed in the last 20 to 30 years. But So why is it worth so much more? And then you ask the question, what well, is because of inflation? And you ask, well, why is that? It's because of the money. What is money? Money is time, value, and energy. Again, fix the money, fix the world. And it sounds simplistic, but for me, yeah, I think it's... Common true. sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. You're right. 100%. And, and you know, <clears throat> long may this movement last, because I, 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 I believe wholeheartedly that this is going to be the world as we know it. Because of where the, 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 the sort of wave tsunami is coming from. Yeah. As you dig deep and deep into the space, you realise that, you know, the people at the cutting edge, the people in control are driving that agenda. On one hand, they're talking FUD in the mainstream press and then within a year, they've invested X amount of million into some sort of crypto or Bitcoin or something to do with the metaverse. The CBDC government control surveillance coin. Yeah. You you can have that. I won't have that. Were you going to invest in that one? Speak speak to your mate Rishi. (laughs) You know the answer to that one, Jay. Well, you got direct, yeah, direct link. You got a direct link to the Rothschilds, and you you can speak to them. See what, see what, see what they're going to allow. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a box, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's nothing else behind that one. I promise. <laughs> um, Ian, sorry, it's been so, a great call. Cool. So got, did we hit the spot today? Prep. Did we, did we cover? Prep. We've got a prep for the other call coming up. But yeah, I think today today was a good uh, riff. As we call it. I don't. We, we didn't get onto your topic. We might have to say that for next week. Or did did we touch on it? And not you didn't actually ask direct. You've got what? Sorry, we didn't we didn't touch on your topic. I said, but or did we answer the, your topic? And not you didn't ask. No, it. you answered it. Yeah, and oh, I think okay. because my week was was very active. I'm doing. Um, I didn't take it enough to start to spark any thoughts. Okay. So I'm quite glad you, you took the lead on this one. And it's also showing me now I do need to get that balance between the two. Yeah. Because if you get too engrossed for the doing, you do stop the pipe of information. And it, it's critical that it keeps going for me. Four and that seven, lifelong mate. learning between, approach, right? Between four and seven, that's the time to be. Hmm? Between four and seven a.m., those hours, begin, you're yeah. more, more creative, you're free, your mind's free, you've woken up, your, your ideas are fresh, no, no distractions, unless someone texts you to say they're at a concert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah use that time man use that time no a business associate of mine he, he, he called his organisation yeah he called his organisation Theta which if you look into it, it's that sort of prime time when your mind's at optimum level right between about four and six I think it is isn't it 
Mm. Uh, but I've never been a morning person, so I'm going to have to just accept that as a strategy maybe well, I'll it, never see. Do it, do it later in the evening, then, when the family's good to sleep. Well, that's what I do mine. Like, I've got a client, he said, what is it with you, Ian? You're always sending me information of working hard into the night at one, two in the morning. And I'm saying to you, yeah, but that's my real quiet focus time. Yeah. You've, and you've the world's gone to sleep. There's no interruptions, and I can just yeah. get get rid of all procrastination. The Twitter feeds aren't going off. The, the Instagram well, posts aren't it's, going it's, off. It's funny, it's funny you sent, mentioned Twitter feeds, because I'm part of a few groups. A lot of them were, like, American-centric, so you go to yeah. hours. So because of that, there was a Brit, there's six a Brit, hours. Yeah. There, there, there was a Bitcoin, or yeah, Bitcoin a group created. But even we work on different time zones. So the other morning, I was up earlier than normal, and someone had put we say GM and GN. So TLDR, good morning, good night. Don't, yeah. don't write good morning, just write GN. So literally, the guy wrote G GN, and I wrote GM. So he was just finishing <laughs> today, and I was just like, oh, mine. It was so funny. <laughs> You just have, we need to work that one out, don't we? It's a bit of a blocker, that one, isn't it? You know, yeah. like a couple of guys in the team, they, they will just work nights because a lot of their connections are in America. Mm. So they'll come on about now, a bit early, maybe 12 o'clock, prepare themselves for the day, talk five, six o'clock, kick into gear, and then we'll go all the way through to so, three o'clock again. So that's another thing that puts me off with altcoins is. The good thing is that we live in a 24-hour market. But if yeah. you're invested in a market where, or so you're not fully 100% invested where you think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to realise my profits at some point, you have to watch that market 24-7. Or no, you're sorry, you're vulnerable. You're open to changing the market 24-7. So much. Disagree. You disagree? Do you want to exercise from this week, right? You, what you say about Bitcoin... You yeah. can feel exactly the same about altcoins. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that's what I'm saying. Unless you're fully invested, where you're not worried about fluctuation, but a lot of people are in for the speculation. Now, if you're but in for speculation... The, we said this last week, this is the problem. Yeah, it's, yeah, It's yeah. about, I said last week, it's about patience, and I keep doing it every week. I looked at Solana the other day, because I've, I've heard about these these layer ones for a while. It's like, well, I went back to, well, what point did you jump in, in? And, and 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 why didn't you stay in? Because I came with that sort of, day trader mentality when I first started. Oh, it went up by 20% take your profits. Okay, get out. <clears throat> Just this week, go back, look at the Solana chart, go back 12 months. Yeah. Just come back next week, tell me what, how many how many that, that coin X buy. Yeah, I appreciate coin. that. But if I'm looking at Solana, then I should do due diligence on the other ones, should I not? Yeah, and they've all, they've all done the same, mate. Yeah. That's my point. But that's my time. I, I don't want to do that. I worked for time freedom. No, I was spending it looking at charts. <laughs> but imagine you spend that little time doing those five or six yeah, layer ones yeah, and you think and you're I fully, best. I've, I've and fully, you, you sponsor that process. Yeah. I fully appreciate that. But it's and about... forget about it. It's about weighing up. So if you, if you just spent... I mean, for you, for you to study one coin is probably about, what, half a day's work, maybe? Hmm. Or a couple of YouTube videos. Invest. Forget about it. I could be out in the real world, living my life, helping educate and inform people, making the world a better place. <laughs> it's, a way it's, it's a way up. Convert you. Right? You got away up. Away. That's all it is. It's about. I'm, yeah, I'm not going away. You're you're creating fun on the altcoin market, right? No, because... I'm, not, I'm not. creating fun. <laughs> people, people are free to to spend their time. I'm just telling people what I've learned and the route I've gone down and how. But, I've gone. but your view is that by getting into altcoins, it's going to consume my time. And and yes, there will be a certain amount of allocated time to do the research. But then after that, it's. 
right, I'm doing what I do Bitcoin now. I've invested in that project because I like what's happening. I like the leaders. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I'm just leaving it. <laughs> I'm so intrigued now. What if we if we go out if we go forward a year? Yeah. Now you got, you got you, you can't go a year. You got to do a full cycle. So say we 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 found it in 2020. We'll come back in 2024, and we'll look where the market uh, is. That, that, that's the up. only that's the only true decider. Yeah, we've blown up. But I'm saying in the space of a year, I can't wait. Now I know what I know. Oh, Simpson, it's patience. You... I'm looking forward to next year, December 21 to November. Huh? No, they keep you keep cutting out. I think. Um... Yeah, you would yours for doing yeah. it earlier. But, um, <laughs> just to uh, sit for tat, sit for tat. Yeah, I thought it was your phone, but, it might be mine. but no, on, on a serious, I can't wait to see the next 12 months. Yeah, that's we, we said what, what an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, and, and if people, it does anything, some, any, some people don't see that because they yeah, didn't, be, they're not in this space, they live yeah, in the demon gloom MSM world. It does anything like it's done in the last year, it'll be phenomenal, and I just don't know what's going to happen, but. It, yeah, it's just crazy to see what it's done in, in this first year and, and, and to see how these organisations are, are plodding forward and pushing their roadmaps for the metaverse. So yeah, good times. Very good times. Well, good chat. So, again, so this one, this episode, Mr. Simpson is in charge of. He's going to edit, publish and, uh, yeah, pro uh, produce. It's going to be a, a training for him. As a sole with, trader, with my broad knowledge of or, space, I was going to say you you are going to handhold at some point, right? <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> whoever's listening out there, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever. No, looking... Something we put out. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get there. And I'm sure it's really easy and straightforward. And 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 yeah. Jay's a brilliant teacher, brilliant educator. That's why he's got Bitcoin ballers. So I'm looking forward to him. Oh, I love that. I love that. I guess imparting that information. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard flash will get me everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice one. Thanks, thanks again, Ian. You've been good. Yeah, thanks again, Jay. Really good to catch up. Hope the listener got something. So shout out to my wife, shout out to your wife. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we could orange, orange fill them. Maybe they can join yeah. next week. <laughs> well, let, let's let's see our first subscribers. We'll have to we we'll have to treat them extra special. <laughs> well, I did say in the last one, um, because what we can do, what I found out we can do again, exploration within the podcast, we can put voice notes on from the listeners so yeah mm -hmm. if you leave a review comment or voice note send us a voice note um on social media we can then we can it. add it to the actual podcast yeah. no Fantastic. no no profanities no negativity we only have anything we ask was positivity a positive comment yeah. as in yeah constructive criticism yeah or something that you like but yeah. nothing to slay it and say you know yeah yeah <laughs> too sad, I mean, too we, sad we, 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 knew that, we knew that already, so tell me something I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you got or you got a sandwich it. you got to say something nice, something bad, something positive. There you go. <laughs> Stroke our egos a little bit. Always work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, have a good week. Great to catch up. Thanks again for the experience. I'm looking forward to learning this week how to take it from this recording and obviously then uploading onto a fountain platform and, and have to go public. So uh, I'm sure we'll link up tomorrow on the, the first steps of that. Wicked. Right. Take All care. Right. Have, a, have a good day. Have Bye. a good one, mate. All the best. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a bumper episode to see us into 2022. First of all, let me wish you all a happy new year. If you found anything interesting in this conversation or would like to know more, please do get in touch and stay tuned for the rest of the year.
for some more engaging conversations. Remember to like, share and follow the Carbon Life Pods on Instagram, the new social hangout for the podcast. You can leave a comment or even send us a voice note, which will feature in the next show. Until next time, remember, variety is a spice of life.